The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Dr. Stephen Farmer, psychotherapist, shamanic practitioner, author, and teacher, and I'll be exploring with you ways to connect with spirit animals, ancestors, spirits of nature, how to heal from trauma, and many other topics. So stay tuned. Well, hello again. This is Dr. Stephen Farmer. Welcome to Healing for Your Soul. And we have a very, uh, just, I'm so amazed at uh, the guests that have uh, come onto the show. And we have someone here that I've heard so much about, and I'm uh, very pleased to have her on the show. And I think you're going to really enjoy the, the conversation that we have. And that's Suzanne Giesman. And I'm going to read a bio from her website, Messenger of Hope. Suzanne Giesman is a messenger of hope and the founder and teacher of The Awakened Way, trademarked, a path to knowing who you are and why you're here. She is included on the Watkins list of 100 most spiritually influential living people. Wow. Good. <laughs> a former U.S. Navy commander who served as a commanding officer and aide to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Today, she shares 21st century spirituality, merging the latest scientific understanding about consciousness with ancient spiritual wisdom. Her work provides stunning evidence of the existence of universal consciousness and our interconnectedness. She teaches proven methods that anyone can use to connect with all levels of consciousness. So, yeah, all levels of consciousness, excuse me. Um, you can look her up on her website, and we'll repeat this towards the end of the program, SusanGeestman.com. She also has a couple others, theawakenedway.org and dailyway.org, which I'm sure she'll tell us a little bit more about. Suzanne, my goodness, <laughs> very, a very impressive bio to say the least. So thank you and welcome uh, welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Stephen. It, it it kind of amazes me when I listen to it because my life has changed so much since my military days, but yet they add to the big picture, I suppose. Yeah, how long has it been since you were in the military? This is kind of scary, but I served for 20 years and I retired 20 years ago this year. It feels like <laughs> yesterday. Oh, yeah. man, I bet, yeah. Well, that's quite an imp uh, impressive bio, too, that you were um, associated with. Uh, it said, I think, that you were a, a U.S. Navy commander and an aide to the chairman of the Joint 
chiefs of staff. Yeah, he's the head of the whole United States military, a special forces army officer, and he chose me to be his aide. It was the greatest honor of my career. Oh my goodness. I, with your, uh, your intuitive skills and um, that, were you using those? Were you able to well, use those in some I way? Must, I must have been, but this is the thing. I was not doing anything spiritual or metaphysical at all during my military career. I only discovered the greater reality uh, years after I retired. I didn't know there was a spirit world, that it was real. I had never seen a spirit in my life. I was raised with no religion. So this is a complete, in military terms, about face. My goodness. Well, what, what was the call? Well, unfortunately, like for so many people, it, it was a big wake-up call. The first one was 9-11. In 2001, mm. I was in the last aircraft in U.S. airspace with the chairman. He was going to be knighted by Queen Elizabeth, and that's when the towers came down. We turned around and went back to our office building, the Pentagon, which was on fire, and staring at that hole where people had been sitting hours earlier, and I'd mm. been inside the building hours earlier. I started asking those deep questions like, why are some people in the wrong place at the wrong time, you know? And I didn't get any satisfactory answers at that time. I turned to traditional religion and it just didn't help me at all. Just for a little while, I, I dived into some books and things. But then I just went back to living my life the way I was used to until life caught up with me because I'm, you know, we're all supposed to ultimately figure out why we're here, who we really are. And unfortunately, my wake-up call came in a much more personal way than 9-11 with the death of my stepdaughter. She was a Marine sergeant. She was crossing the flight line at her duty station, and out of the blue, a bolt of lightning struck her. And wow. she, was, she was also six months pregnant, so we lost oh, uh, both of them I'm that sorry. day. Yeah. But then I just knew when I looked at her body at the funeral, I just knew there's got to be something that animates the body. That was not her at all. It was just missing that spark, you know, and I realized intuitively now I know that that there is a spirit within all of us. And I set a goal then and there. My new mission was to find Susan. And I found her and so much more just completely turned my world on end. So what was the first steps in that, though, once you okay. had some awareness of that awakening? Well, the first step was, well, the first step was on the way back to where we'd come from for the funeral. We were in Croatia. We had sailed across the Atlantic Ocean on our right. boat. And uh, on the way back to Croatia, I stopped at a bookstore in the, in the United States on the way to the airport. And I grabbed three books on the afterlife. I have to know what, what this is all about. So I started reading and it opened my mind to possibilities. So that's really important. Mm. And then that very week I began sitting quietly saying, Susan, I want to sense you. Susan, where are you? I know you're still here. And I wasn't going to give up till I sensed her. And in the meantime, I just opened up to, oh, my intuition came back online. Psychic abilities opened up. And ultimately mm. I did connect very, very clearly with her and, my background caused me to ask for evidence anytime I connect with any higher being, meaning tell me something I don't know and I can validate later. So that's the way it's been. And you got validation, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, stunning, fun mm -hmm. things. When Susan showed up for the very first time, it was her voice. 
it was, I could feel her. Now it took me three years, three years. Now in the meantime, I learned all kinds of things in my meditation. So I know there was purpose in her holding back all that time, but, mm. and I had to clear out my own energy, right? A lot of beliefs, beliefs and uh, density in my energy field. Mm. But sure. when she showed up, I said, Susan, I, I know beyond a doubt, this is you, but I'm going to leave this room and say to your father, Ty, Susan is here. And he's probably going to pat me on the shoulder condescendingly and say, that's nice, honey. You know, like, uh -huh. You're probably making that up because he's a retired ship's captain in the Navy. And so I said, Susan, tell me something about your biological mother that I couldn't possibly know that I can validate. Ah, good one. And see, it's really smart to do that. We can do that with any of our loved ones, with guides, with angels, with anybody to tell you something you don't know. And she gave me three off the wall things. We came out. I called my husband's ex-wife and she validated all three. I mean, some esoteric things like... My mom's cat is sick. Well, we told that to her and his ex-wife said, I just brought the cat home from the vet with medication. So, <laughs> you know, validated. I didn't need the validation, but that really made my husband say, hmm, might be something to like this. Like maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, might be something to this, yeah. Yeah. Um, it sounded like that it uh, that awareness just sort of exploded in a way. Oh, did it ever. But also... <clears throat> I know it's part of my military discipline and a personal <clears throat> calling, a personal calling to, mm. to not give up, to keep going. And so some people may look back now and say, wow, look, look at that amazing connection you have. But it's probably like um, Tiger Woods. You know, if you, if you saw him for the first time, you'd say, wow, he's just a prodigy. But no, he started playing golf at five years old. I'm, I'm not a Mozart. I've practiced my scales every day since Susan died, every day, and, and have mm. dedicated my life to finding out what makes for the clearest connection and how can I do better. And my husband would say it's an obsession. I would just say that I'm driven. Yeah, yeah you know, driven, obsessive. You know, <laughs> that, I think that's what, it, that's what it takes, though. I think we have to be somewhat obsessed to be able to follow the path. Well, it's laid out before us, you know, is is yeah. to be really successful at it. I, I agree with you, Stephen, and it pays off in in wondrous ways. So why wouldn't we want to follow this path? So yeah, it's interesting. You found you were in the service, and you found a different service. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I say. <laughs> I I say I served my country for twenty years, <clears throat> and now I I serve humanity which is very satisfying. You know, and, and it, it's um, so true in so many instances, uh, Suzanne, that tragedy is what sort of kicks us into gear. You know, it's sad to say, but um, like going through a period of suffering, there's one of a couple directions you could take, you know, in that suffering. One is to sort of almost make it a religion in a way you know, that continue to suffer or that we feel something else start to move, you know, in that suffering. And that, that movement then takes us into, I, I mean, there's a number of ways you can describe, but the awakening process, you know, being more aware, remembering who we are, remembering the connection. Yeah. I was, I was just talking to somebody about um, connecting to nature too in those moments in the natural world where you walk outside and you just 
You have moments where you just, there, there's no self or the usual self is put aside. Absolutely. And, uh, they're wondrous moments and you can't actually grab them, <laughs> you know, go, oh, I want this all the time, you know, well, we may have to pay some bills, you know, or <laughs> go to the market and do some shopping or something like that, you know, to walk in a, in the world, but in, we're in a, it's, a, it's walking in the world in a different way. Absolutely. You know, would be one way I would describe it. Do you actually, so do you work with groups? Do you teach classes, courses, workshops, oh, I, I individuals? Do. I do. I, I'm so much more a teacher than a medium these days. I do maybe one reading a day when I have time because that keeps me attuned and it gives me evidence to share in my classes. So I have multiple classes online and I teach classes and workshops around the country. So it's, it's very, very rewarding and busy, but I, I'm a good model for people who think you have to have been born seeing spirits. They look at me and say, no. wow, she didn't, she could do this. Maybe I can too. And I tell them you can, it, it, we don't know how far you can take. This is up to your background, your drive, your commitment. And yeah. What about in your lineage? Do, do you know like a grandma, grandpa? I don't. And that's another thing. I had a previous teacher who told me it's in, it's genetically part of your family. It has to be in your genetics. And I, again, I disagree with that because I don't know anybody who had this ability. I feel, yeah. I feel uh, envious of those who it is in their family and they've just taken it for granted. Here are the spirits. But I also feel that there's a gift in not having seen them my whole life because it's been so wondrous. And I'm, I'm still filled with awe to this day when I tune into those across the veil and get jaw-dropping evidence and just show, show my clients, look, your loved one is right here. I did a reading just last week for a couple, and I didn't know that the husband was super skeptical of mediumship. He didn't give off that air at all. And the evidence that came through from his father was just amazing and so healing because it was an abusive relationship that I certainly couldn't have known about. And I called the client later because I had to get her proper email address. And she said, my husband just got off the phone with his sister. He can't stop talking about the reading and he wants to know how he can get back on the waiting list. (laughs) It was was great. Uh, That's so rewarding for you too. It is. It is like that. Yeah. But think about that father across the veil now. He got to give his apology to show how he's growing, to try to take away his son's fear about having to face him if he crosses the veil. It was so healing, and that's what this work is about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, So you're a medium, a psychic medium. That's right. And, And I channel spirit guides as well. Okay. In your classes, what kind of workshops do you do? You said you teach all over the place. Yes, I teach uh, teach people how to connect with other people's loved ones. That's mediumship. But I also teach a class called personal mediumship where there are people that don't have any intention of sitting down one-on-one and doing a reading for someone, but wants to connect with their own loved ones who have passed. It's pretty much the same process, and I take them through that. And they don't have to pair up in class and try to do something that they're uncomfortable about. So both are very, very popular classes. Yeah, what what would be some of the tips that you provide? Uh, well, first of all, the two keys to connecting are belief 
if you don't think it's possible that you can connect, you most likely won't. You need to believe that you have this ability and that higher consciousness exists and you can tap into it. And then intention is hugely important. I'm going to connect with the spirit and I'm going to do whatever it takes to make that happen, visualize it happening. But then you have to create space in your awareness. And so I teach very simple meditative practices and then a seven-step, a proprietary seven-step process for connecting with higher consciousness that really works. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. So belief, intention, I wrote those down, but belief, intention, space. Yeah. Yeah, silence, space, expansion, taking your focus off of your story and being present to what arises that is different from your story, right? Wait, why did I suddenly think about watermelon? I have no reason to think about watermelon. Well, that may just have to do with this spirit who came through. Why is my heart palpitating? I'm aware of that. I don't have a heart issue. Perhaps there's somebody here who passed of a heart issue, that kind of thing, creating awareness space so that you notice what arises. Notice different things like that that happen that would seem to be coincidences, but they're often much more than that. Yeah, especially when you sit with the intention of connecting with someone, I show how to invite them to merge with you. And that's what fascinated me, Stephen, right from the start when I learned that you can use systems to connect to the spirit world and they will cooperate with you so beautifully because they want you to know they're here. Yeah. So the afterlife, what is uh, the information you've received about the afterlife? I mean, yeah. we speak of heaven and hell and right. uh, you know, all that stuff, but I'm curious what your take is. Well, first of all, my guides told me, let's call it the ever life because we've always we've always been here this is a as joel goldsmith the writer said this life in a body is a parenthesis in eternity but the experience that we have after leaving our body you can read all about it by reading the many 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 near-death experience reports that people have but they come back those who talk to me from across the veil well actually there's a free download on my website that has an a download that I got from spirit world about what it's like in the afterlife. Very creative, instant cause and effect. You have a thought, you want to do something, you're instantly in the place you desire. You can bilocate, trilocate, visit all your family members at once, no matter where they are. Uh, You get to do whatever you didn't get to do in physical form. It's like lucid dreaming, but Mm. you're in more in control. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so So, loving. um, Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, just finished a weekend with a colleague, you know, where there was a lot of uh, uh, psychic mediumship training experiences, nature mm. spirits, et cetera, like that. So it's amazing how much we probably do get information, you know, from deceased loved ones, from ancestors, 
but don't have a context or an understanding of it. So I admire you for what you provide is you give people a context too. Oh, and that, you yeah. said on your website, there's a download that a free download, I think. That's you said. A, yes, it's, I believe it's on the gifts page. It's an ebook called Awakening. And the appendix or right at the back is this beautiful description of what the afterlife is like. Uh, that, that's so great that you're providing that service um, through your website, through your teachings, etc. It seems like more and more people um, are, how would I put this, that the consciousness itself in a way is sort of grabbing hold of a lot of folks. No and doubt. Looking for advice, for counsel, for direction, etc. Would you agree I, with that? I would absolutely agree with that. In the past, I'm, I was more hesitant to talk about mediumship. I still feel out people before diving into that at a cocktail party. But I recently taught a class on personal mediumship to a, a group of 25 physicians, female physicians. They were burning Yay. out at work. They felt unappreciated and they needed somehow to tap into their own guides and loved ones across the veil. And we met for six, seven weeks. It was very interesting to me to have that group that was all open enough to to do that you know scientific women who said i know there's something more yeah yeah there's something more yeah uh, you have you have the advantage of of having been in the military you know which uh <clears throat> you know is such a complete different um a career path. I don't even like the term career particularly, but a different path. And then suddenly having this awakening, do people question you about that? Or do they go, well, how can you be intuitive or psychic if you've been in the military? Do they ever question that? Oh, most people don't question it. They're just stunned because they can't figure out how, what the connection is there. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it, I was so left brain and so black and white. And, and it was all about conforming with everyone else, you know, to wear the exact same clothes and march in step literally and follow orders from somebody else instead of following your heart. It's a very limited, restricted life for a reason. Uh, but now these days, I value my freedom so much. I've changed my entire, of course, my style of dress. And I, I, I found balance between the left brain and right brain. I don't shun the left brain. I see how important it is. And yet I rely so much more on the heart than the head. Quite a difference, quite a movement, I should say, yes. you know, into relying much more on your heart than your head. And yet you still have that, you know, that intellect, that intelligence. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and yet, and yet I would go to my team of guides before I answered any question from anybody else, because their point of view, their perspective, their access to information is so much greater than anything I might have learned from a book or from mm. personal experience. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, have you written, have you published? <laughs> I have 13 books and one more 13 that I'm, books. Oh my goodness. That's with, not in the bio. I didn't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like I said, driven, right? I love to driven, write. Yeah. 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 You know, and um, I was talking again, talk, a conversation recently is about the importance of obsessiveness 
<laughs> that it does take a certain amount of obsessiveness to get things accomplished. It's a way. It's just the way it is. And Especially yet, also. I'm sorry, but I'm in the middle of a book writing project. My husband knows that uh, he'll get his attention when my head comes out of the computer. But over and over, I'll look up and I'll say, God, I love to write because it's it flows and it's creative. And that's clearly tapping in. Right. Any any writer knows that. Well, tell us about some of the books. Well, they're not all metaphysical. I started writing before I discovered this ability, but the the metaphysical ones started when I had a reading with a medium to try and connect with our Susan. This was right at the beginning of the journey. My husband went with me and she showed us beyond a doubt Susan was there. I had no idea I was going to be a medium, but it rocked my world. I could not deny that the spirit world is real. So I said, I have to write a book about mediumship. So I wrote the biography of a wonderful medium named Anne Gaiman. And that Hmm. book that helped people know about mediumship without being didactical, without being boring. And it was actually published by Hay House. The priest and the medium. So people, this was before I knew I was going to be a medium, that I was destined to be. So people see that and they say, are you the medium and your husband was a priest? And I say, no, that was somebody else. Then I wrote another uh, medium's biography, Janet Nohavik. And after that, I wrote my own memoir, Messages of Hope, because at that point now my path was unfolding. And then I have two Books of inspired messages from spirit. Wolf's message. Wolf's message is my, probably my personal favorite. That tells the story of a, a young man who was also killed by lightning, like my stepdaughter. He came back in a reading I did, and there's no doubt in my mind that the message he came to share with all of us, if we could get it out to more people, would change our world. Wolf's message is for all of humanity. It's, I, can't, I don't want to give away the amazing proof he left that we're all souls, but it's like a spiritual detective story. And, then and what's the name yeah. of the book again? The Wolf's Message. Wolf's Message. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. And then? Uh, still right here is a story of four couples with children across the veil and how our kids brought us together. And then I've written Droplets of God, the biography of another one of my mentors, the great Mavis Patilla, who just crossed the veil last August. Mm. Mm. And I have one that I have with the publisher right now. So hopefully that will be the next one. And what's that one? That one's more of a how to a little bit of my stories worked in there, but how, how you can do this yourself. Everybody keeps asking, when are you going to write how to do that? Well, I did. I wrote it. (laughs) You wrote it. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's very prolific. You know, you've written quite a few, like you said, 13 different books. Yeah. Yeah. And you particularly like Wolf's message. That that book you said it's, that one stands a, out for you. Yeah, it's a stunning, stunning story, and it's captivating, and it has beautiful messages for all of us. And I get emails mm, almost daily from people who read it and say, "I read that book. I know somebody just like this, or this is my story, or I can't stop seeing wolves now." It, it acts like a kind of oracle to people who read it. Nice, nice. Yeah. I, I definitely want to check that one out. Definitely. Yeah, because I I work with um, spirit animals and such. You know, I that's know. been some of my yeah. some of my writing. So Wolf's message, plus Wolf is a very personal um, power animal or spirit Good. animal. Oh, I mean, you would enjoy you know, it. Works with sense. me quite a bit. So I'm going to have to look that up. 
Good. I, you know, I've got like 400 books I think that I want to read. I, am, <laughs> I can only... relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> I see a lot of books on uh, uh, the uh, listeners can't see them, of course, but yeah. a lot of books on your shelf there, too. That's what it, I feel like I need another um, 40 years, you know, to plow through some of these books. There's just some excellent ones out there. Has there been a book by uh, someone else that has influenced you in some way? You mentioned reading yeah. three books. You grabbed three right away yeah, about I, the afterlife. I, so many, Stephen. The one that jumps right out at me now is uh, The Way of Mastery, which is channeled wisdom through, oh, gosh. What is his name? I'm blanking out on it now. Mark Hammer. Mark John Mark Hammer. That's it. And, and he was channeling yeah. Jesus. And it's to me, it's just absolute truth when I read that trilogy. And I've had the honor of connecting with Jesus myself and channeling him. And it's profound, the, the feeling of love and the wisdom that comes through. Oh, I bet. Yeah. 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 Are you Christian? You know, I, I, would, I was not raised with any one religion. I like to say to people, my religion is love. But if a Christian is someone who follows Jesus, I would say yes to that. But Okay. You know, because he's my greatest teacher. Okay. He's number yeah. one. Yeah. 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 That's cool. But that's I love cool. Buddhist philosophy and Hindu philosophy, all of those things. Well, I think it, it takes it out of the confines that we often find in religious right. doctrine. And um, that's, I knew that, I just knew <laughs> that you would have that point of view, you know, more so than this is the way and it's the oh, only yeah. way because yeah. there are many roads to the truth. Absolutely. In fact, it's, it's so cool, Stephen, when I do a reading and somebody will come through and I'll say, I know your mother's Catholic because she's showing me a rosary and she's saying that it's it's beautiful here. I've met the Lord. She's showing me a Bible that she used to write in the columns and you have that now, but she's saying it's so much more. It's so much more. Everybody's welcome yeah. here. And their kids sit there with their eyes wide and they say, that's my mom. But wow. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. And where do you see your work going at this point? Let's say over the next couple of years. The trajectory has been <laughs> ever upward, organically growing. I don't set goals. <clears throat> I don't set goals anymore because Spirit's got this. They're guiding me every step of the way. But my followers on um, YouTube videos just are going through the roof. And we have a new free app called the Awaken Way app. And it's that's growing by leaps and bounds. So more cool. people people are hungry for this. So I'm just going to keep saying doing what Spirit says. I usually say yes to just about every every offer, every interview, every workshop. I'm leading a cruise to Alaska in uh, August, hmm. which that's a first. And I didn't even seek it out. It came to me. So they came to you. Yeah. yeah, It's beautiful. Yeah. And you're saying yes to most of these. It, it, you know, I check everything in the heart and that makes yeah. it easy. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Am I doing it for the right reason? Is there any ego involved in this? You know, will, will this serve the greater good? That, that kind of thing. How, how, what would be your advice uh, on, uh, you know, that word comes up a lot, dealing with the ego? Mm. It's when you sit in the silence regularly, and I have a beautiful practice, if you go to YouTube called uh, uh, No More Meditation Excuses is the title of the video. 
and it's called the sip mm. of the divine, a three minute practice that anybody can do. And when you sit in the silence, in the power, in the peace every day, the contrast between that peace and that loving feeling and the stuff in our stories that is not aligned with love comes through us, comes out of us. It's so apparent. And mm. once you say, I want to live in peace, I want to have happiness, you become willing to look at why you just got snarky with your partner and look at why you said that thing and look at why you're judging that person and make a choice that's more aligned with the soul. And the more we do that in awareness, oh my gosh, doors open, love flows in. The ego isn't a bad thing. It's, it's an opportunity to come back to our true self. Hmm. Yeah, the, uh, I think that the, in my opinion, you know, the ego gets, uh, how would I put it, you know, um, bad miscast. Rap. A bad rap, yeah, in yeah. past, I think. You know, yeah, of course we, we have an ego or sometimes called the usual self. You know, the day-to-day -day kind of part, part of us that operates the machinery, you know, of like uh, the utilitarian, that sort of thing. And the real skill, I think, and I want to see if you, your thoughts about this, but is is learning not to remove the ego, which I think is ridiculous, but how to put that aside. So yeah. it's yes, it's that it might be that still small voice, but it's sitting. All right, another way to say it is: look here, you sit over there. That's you know, what I did very right nicely. Now. Yeah, like a Go. child. <laughs> Yeah, you go sit in the corner while I do this reading. I the part of the ego that that we can work on is the part that's separation consciousness. The part that tries to make us think we're mm. alone, that we're separate from each other versus the soul which is unity consciousness. So when we just notice when we're thinking only of ourselves, that's when he needs to go sit or she <laughs> needs to go sit in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. And the other is to think that um, I, what's come up a lot for me lately in, in talking to people in you know, the workshops and things like that is the, the both and. Yes. You know, that yes, uh, yes. in uh, training in hypnosis years ago, that's what the teacher, one of the things was a takeaway for me is, as uh, he put it, is the conscious mind wants it to be either or. Whereas the subconscious, which is sometimes uh, you could consider the conduit for spirit, it's both and is both can exist at the same time. They're both can be does. the ego and spirit in the form of guides, etc. that we're working with. And I think that's an important thing rather than um, what I hear sometimes is the message. We got to squash our ego. We got to get rid of it. You know, or something no, like that. No, well, no. good luck. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. You know, we are human beings. You know, first yeah. and foremost, we're human beings. Um, nature spirits. Do you ever uh, get out on the land? And you know, I, I almost know the answer to this, but do you ever get out on the land and start receiving communications from the spirits of nature? I've had a few animals communicate with me, but I have not yet had that experience. I, I'll set the intention and see what happens. I know it's well, possible. It's a, 
Yeah, we spent the, uh, you know, I spent the weekend uh, out in the desert to Joshua Tree, uh, oh, you know, nice. with the group. And that was part of what they went out to do is to receive messages, you know, from the uh, the expressions of nature, the actual nature objects, if you will, but also more importantly, the spirit that animates those objects. Nice. God, what a weird word, objects. <laughs> you know, it's like, eh, well, till we come up with a better one. Well, um I, first off, I really appreciate, I thank you, you know, for appearing here. I think you've got a really powerful message and I really want to support that. So uh, listeners, um, Suzanne Giesman, and I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm going to spell it, G-E-I-S-E. Nope, that's not it. You got flipped it, flip it around. G-I-E. All right. <laughs> G-I-E-S-E-M-A-N-N. But I think it's, right. it's popular enough on Google that even if you misspell it, I've, I come up. I think I tried that once, <laughs> so it won't matter. I, I think that happened also, Suzanne. <laughs> well, again, I admire your work and I appreciate your work very, very much. You know, I think Thank you, Steve. I kind of think we're all needed on, you know, on the front, so to speak. You know, everybody. Right now, this is this is the thing that I love. The message. Another message is every one of us is special and unique. So it's the unique part that if we focus on that, it's much more inclusive of everybody's, what they bring to the plate. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So again, thank you. And yes, again, listeners, I encourage you to check out the awakenedway.org, dailyway.org, or certainly Suzanne's, SuzanneGiesman's.com, correct? SuzanneGiesman.com. Yep. Yeah. yeah, is your uh, your website. So check her out, please. Uh, I think you, you can learn a lot from conversations and working with this woman. So thank you, Suzanne. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Blessings to you. Okay. Thanks for joining me, and I hope you join me for future episodes where I'll share some powerful healing practices and meditations, introduce you to some amazing guests and friends of mine who will stop by for some conversation, and on occasion, I'll pull some oracle cards from one of my decks and do readings. I'll also share some of my original music that I'm sure you'll enjoy. If you like what I'm doing, please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app or go to my show page on mindbodyspirit.fm where you can also get the free mobile app to listen to any of my shows or find some new favorites. If you'd like to contact me with questions, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram or send an email to info at drstephenfarmer.com. You can also find lots of material on that website, drstephenfarmer.com, so please feel free to explore. Please also know that by sending a question, you're giving me permission to possibly use it in a future podcast so others may benefit from it. And to close, I'd leave you with the four most important words to take with you. Gratitude, love, compassion, and forgiveness. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. 
Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.